1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of another huge night for Scotland. A point against Ukraine tomorrow will be enough to secure top spot and a Euro playoff place for Stevie Clark's side. However, Tierney, McTominay and McKenna are all out with further doubts over the fitness of Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes. And elsewhere it seems the SPFL are set to confirm a new extended TV deal with Sky. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. As you say, Gordon, a huge game for Scotland tomorrow night. Just that one point needed against Ukraine and crack off the top the Nations League group. We've had two great wins over the Ukrainians and the Irish in the last week, but there are major problems for Steve Clark. I think he says he's lost 16 players in total due to injury and suspension, all manner of problems. And on top of that, there is illness in the camp as they fly out to Poland. But fear not, myself and Kenny Miller are fit. We're ready And we've got 69 caps And 18 goals for Scotland between us I was going to say It's getting increasingly likely You two will be at centre half For Scotland tomorrow night So I don't know how the listeners feel about that But uh, Kenny on one hand it's, it's great to be in this position Another good win at the weekend On the other there's uh, Issues to get over ahead of tomorrow Yeah a few injury issues Suspension issues To to key players But Listen it's no ideal when If you're again with the greatest of respect When you're going through Robertson And you miss Tierney And then you go into Taylor Again Taylor's had a wonderful A wonderful start to the season Off the back of a great season last year You're just starting to get a little bit You see when you're starting to call Four, five and six players into the squad But we're in a fantastic place There's a real feel good factor Surrounding the squad And the lads that are going to step in Have been part of that squad You know and been over the, the journey And been part of the game So it's about getting over the line now And a performance similar to to last Wednesday against Ukraine will, will definitely be enough to get us the point required to top the group. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to get in touch with Kenny Miller or Roger Hanna tonight, so please do. Now, every person who phones in the show and gets on air tonight goes into the draw to win a brand new Scotland top as well. I'm sure you've seen it. It's the one that was worn last week against Ukraine and at the weekend against Republic of Ireland. It's a cracker, it has to be said, so you get the chance to win one of them just by coming on and making a point. I was going to say it doesn't even need to be a good point, but I'm sure everyone out there uh, only makes good points. Maybe you're looking for uh, a boost to the wardrobe, maybe you're planning a very early popular Christmas gift, whatever it is, as long as you get through and get on to speak to the guys tonight you go into the draw to win a brand new Scotland home top and then tomorrow we'll do the same with the away top as well so we'll announce the winners at the end of the show if you're in two minds whether to call in surely that'll point you in the right direction 0141-951-1025 no prizes for Twitter but you can get in touch over there at Clyde SSB I do have slight withdrawal symptoms Roger Hanna because it's an exciting place to be in but usually we've got result of the weekend goal of the weekend howler of the weekend none of that I mean it would be a two way fight surely between Scotland getting to this position and the Faroe Islands who got their famous result against Turkey at the weekend Yeah, certainly would and I'm Did feeling you ever more... think you would be talking about that at five past six on a no, Monday night? Not really, no poor old Ridvan Yilmaz couldn't even get off the bench <laughs> for Turkey to try and rescue the thing against uh, the, the Faroes I'm, and I'm feeling more confident about this friendly Scotland are going to play over in Turkey There's a, a man who used to kick a ball around Turkey he'll know what the, the nation's going through today, Kenny Oh there we are by the way If you want to you could, There's an idea You could send us a tweet You could tell us how you spent Your international break Maybe you used that time uh, To go and see uh, 
Lowland League game, Highland League game, a West of Scotland League game, your local amateur team, whatever it is. I don't expect that to dominate the agenda between now and eight o'clock, but it would be nice to hear from you on Twitter. There's a wee Twitter topic for you uh, to let us know because I know international football uh, doesn't float everyone's boat. So, what did you get up to on the football front at the weekend? You can tweet us there, but on the main. Uh, channels 01419511025 Whatever it is that's on your mind Now is the time to share it And like I say Everyone who gets through Does win the draw To win a brand new Scotland top as well So a wee incentive for you Let's Whilst you get your calls in And I can see some of you Doing that already uh, Let's start with Steve Clark He says Scotland aren't short of issues uh, After injuries and illness Hit the squad this week He says he's disappointed To lose Kieran Tierney And Scott McKenna And of course Scott McTominay's out as well uh, he still believes, though, he has good defensive options. It's obviously disappointing because you, you don't want to lose any players from the squad. Uh, Kieran and, and Scott, two good players, playing to the best of their ability. But as I always say, injuries are sent to test you. It's now a chance for someone else. How much do you have to think about now in terms of how you replace them and what you do going into this game? Quite a lot. One or two missing from training this morning. We've got a, some kind of virus in the camp, just sickness. So Lyndon Dyke, she Adam didn't, didn't train this morning, didn't feel very well, but they'll, they'll be on the plane. So we've got that to worry about as well. So we're not, we're not short of issues and we're also not short of determination to go there and, and finish the job. At centre-back, you've got Declan Gallagher, you called in, Ryan Porteous has been in the squad. Is it one of those two to partner Jack Hendry now? And Stephen Kingsley can play there as well. So we've, we've, got, we've got really good options. Like I said, we've got a little... Sickness bug in the camp So maybe I'll wake up tomorrow morning I've got a different set of problems I don't know So just deal with it Just deal with it okay, that, That's obviously what he has to do And it's what the players have to do Kenny, you'll have been there From the outside though Where we're allowed to have a little moan That's quite a list If you're already without Robertson and Tierney Who are you know, what, amongst the best left-backs in Europe You've already added Nathan Patterson to that And you think, okay, this just shows you the depth that we've got And all of a sudden Scott McKenna who's been brilliant in the last couple of games He's not there either And this is a squad that already couldn't call up Grant Hanley and John Souter In that area of the pitch Oh and then your defensive midfielder and Scott McTominay's gone Just deal with it says Stevie Clark But it might be easier said than done Yeah I think when, when you look at the team that played the other night Am I right in saying Hickey might be missing Hickey's missing as well I think, is that I think right? he's okay Kenny he's okay. Today, yeah. So well there so we're, we're down we've lost three full backs uh, We've lost our midfielder Not through injury through suspension you know what it does is it opens up a opens up a door like for maybe a Ryan Jack or does Billy Gilmore come back into the team? There's uh, there's some really really good players there who are more than capable of coming and filling in. But uh, what it does is it just disrupts. We were talking on this uh, on Friday night about what what's the team going to look like? Can the same team play three games? And well, it's clearly it's going to be, gonna be no anywhere near. It. It's going to be probably half a team different from the from the team that beat Ukraine. But I, I said I talked on it before. The strength in the in the squad is really really good. Most players, I think, have got cases that they could start the football matches for Scotland because they're playing very, very well for their clubs, which is what you want to be doing coming into national week. So it's uh, it's a it's not ideal, but I think the the momentum the team's mm-hmm. built in the last couple of games will, will carry us through. See, that's the difference. That's why this guy's got sixty nine caps for his country, and that's why emotional fans like me are very different because he's saying it'll be fine, and I'm feeling the worst, Roger Hanna. Yeah, listen, I think the truth's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, Steve Clark is correct not to focus on the Robertsons or the Tierneys or the McTominays because there's no point 
you know, wringing his hands in despair. He's got to try and get the best out of players who are there. I think middle to front, they look fine. McTominay's out. You would think Ryan Jack would come in. He's played with Callum McGregor in there before. Um, Ryan Fraser, I think, must be pushing. You know, Christy and Armstrong have both played those two games. You wonder maybe if, maybe Fraser for Armstrong. I think Che Adams will come back in and lead the line instead of Lyndon Dykes for this one. But it, it's a defence. Um, Greg Taylor, third choice, left back. Uh, Aaron Hickey second choice right back if all the central defenders were fit I don't think you'd probably be seeing Jack Henry and certainly not Declan Gallagher or Ryan Portes or Stephen Kingsley so that's where the worries will be but the, the squad they'll go there with a bit of self-belief a bit of self-confidence it's only six or seven days since they put three past Ukraine mm-hmm. at Hamden so they will believe regardless of personnel that they can do the job and I think he's Mr. Doom and Gloom tonight. Hugh is Mr. Doom and Gloom He's Friday, always Mr. Doom right? and Gloom. But I'm going to pull the other spin on it. I think Hickey is equally as effective as Patterson. I think Jack Henry has absolutely played himself into potentially be the number one centre back. Yes, on the left side of the fence there is an issue. And you've got Greg Taylor who is obviously playing very well at Celtic at the moment. So I get it, it's not a familiar defence. But I think one door closes, another mm. opens. But I think definitely on the right-hand side of the defence were... We're looking at, I mean, Jack Henry's played both games and been yep. excellent. And arguably, his best performance in a Scotland jersey came on uh, came on Saturday, and his goal was was absolutely excellent. You know, the confidence that he showed to step in, carry on his running, he's found himself in the right position, and what a, and what a header it was to get us back into the game. So, yeah, I'm going on the other see, side. I'm going the positive. See, there you are. Everybody who watched Kenny Miller over his career and assumed that all he did was moan and complain, he's a ray of sunshine in here uh, this evening. What do you think on the phones? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Uh, One of the main debates is clearly centre-back Jack Hendry will play Who plays alongside him? Graham uh, in Easterhouse is on the line What are the options, Graham? Who plays in there? I think you need to go with the boy Gallagher I think the boy Portis is too rash at times He plays the Bayer games against the Rangers Especially especially Rangers He seems to lose it And I don't know if it would be too big for him I know he's younger But I think the boy Gallagher done well against Serbia When we qualified Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think Probably a better chance Going with him Is it a straight shootout Between Ryan Porteous And Declan Gallagher Or does the late call up Stephen Kingsley Make a, a late run Into the team I agree with Graham I think Declan Gallagher Will play um, Steve Clark's a great one For experience um, A great one for loyalty And he saw Declan Gallagher Playing for St Myrna Against Celtic Eight days ago He knows he's in decent form After that terrible spell At Aberdeen And Gordon, you've spoken about it. Every time we see Alexander Mitrovic scoring a goal on a Saturday afternoon for Fulham, you say, he couldn't score against Declan Gallagher. And that'll be in Steve Clark's mind as well. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be Gallagher and Hendry at the centre of defence. I don't think Portis or Kingsley will be thrown You in. two are going to fall out tonight. You can I see think it. it'll be Portis. Right. I just think, I, first then, I know it's happened before. Uh, when a player who has been called into the squad starts ahead of a player who was already in the squad. I know it's happened I've been in squads where it's happened I don't think it'll happen this time Part of the reason being I think Ryan Porter's And why I think Declan Gallagher Was excellent in those games That were mentioned And he had a really good Kind of hand And obviously qualifying Towards the Euros And he's I rate him highly As a centre back I think the one thing He maybe just lacks a little bit Is that kind of pace Or that mobility That Ryan Porter's will bring 
Part of the reason I think you've seen Scotland go 2v2 a lot over the course of these games at the back was the pace of McKenna and Hendry. Their recovery pace was excellent. Very rarely, if any, time did they get done in a leg race by any forward for Ukraine or Ireland. And I just think Porteous maybe carries the edge over them in that. So, uh, yep, and I agree with everything that Graham says as well. He has proved to be rash and made a lot of errors over the years in regards to getting involved in silly situations. But I'm sure... Uh, Steve Clark will be dealing with that and I think he might just get the edge and get the nod What do you make of that side of it Graham? you know you, you, fair enough you've put the case for Declan Gallagher um, but the defence has been built on having the sort of quickest guys in there if you like over the last week or so how do you think that would work? Sometimes experience is better than pace I think I think he's played at that level more often and I think the biggest miss is obviously Kieran Tierney I mean, Lance Eagles are really struggling. So, but I would still go with the boy Gallagher just for his experience. Mm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Roger, it's nine caps versus zero caps. So, if, if it's about experience, then it's, it is. It's Declan Gallagher all day long. What do you, and, and that's the view that you take. But what, what about Kenny? Kenny's view on it? Because Hendry and McKenna are very quick. We have played a very high line. If you play Declan Gallagher as good as he was against Mitrovic and all the rest of it, does the game plan alter? I think you just have to make the decisions based on the circumstances. And I think had Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, Grant Hanley and Nathan Patterson all been there and he was playing a five, I don't think he would think twice about putting Ryan Porteous in, in among all that experience. I just think if you play Porteous, you've got Hickey, fewer than 10 caps, Hendry, what Jack Henry have a dozen caps, maybe something like that. Greg Taylor, I think, has got fewer than 10 caps as well. And you want to throw Porteous into that too. I just think because of the makeup of the rest of the defence, I think that plays in favour of Declan Gallagher Why too. does that not concern you, Kenny, as much then? Well, it does not concern me because of what Roger says. Declan Gallagher still got under 10 caps, the same as everybody else. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying he would. I just think there might be a case because mm. there might be a case for Kingsley to come in because he's mobile. He's pretty quick. He's left sided. It gives balance. So th- th- I think there is a case for them all. I, I just, I've just got a feeling that, that Porteous yeah. could potentially play. And I think that the, the fact that he is a, a centre back, he is a, he's, he's pretty aggressive. That is very quick. I think he can play with the ball as well. I think he ticks a lot of boxes and come back to he was in the squad he was picked ahead of those guys that that fascinates me that one because Portis was in the initial squad so it's quite an easy logic to follow that he is above Declan Gallagher Stephen Kingsley in the pecking order however and I wish I could remember but there's there have been times when that yeah, that doesn't and, matter, and, and then the replacement goes in and before. And, and you need to understand. I think what Steve Clark's trying to do is, as well as win games and qualify for tournaments and advance the national team, he's trying to prepare for the future as well. And that's why the likes of Ryan Portis has been called up to the squad, not necessarily to start games, but to get the experience of being in and around senior international players during these international camps of ten days and three games. Um, it's a bit like Josh Doig Josh Doig was added last week I don't think anyone's at any great expectation of Josh Doig being involved but it gives them just that little bit of experience in and around the squad uh, Craig Halkett got it the last time in and around the squad didn't play the two backup goalies are getting it in and around the squad but not only really any chance of playing and I think that's with Portis I, I think Portis was in the squad to learn from the Hanleys and the McKennas and the Hendrys etc but there's been so many people pulled out now Gallagher's in the squad I just think Gallagher will play ahead of him Might right. be wrong Bit of a split in the camp already in here What do you think out there? 01419511025 Is it 
Declan Gallagher Is it Ryan Porteous Is it Stephen Kingsley Is it someone else entirely Pick up the phone and let us know Thank you to Graham He's the first name in the hat For that new Scotland top By the way Everyone who calls in tonight uh, Goes in the hat To win the home top We'll do the same for the away one Tomorrow Nice uh, top nice It top. is nice isn't it Many Scotland tops did you Different ones did Oof. you have over the years Oof. Well there's a question Including the infamous Maroon jersey oh, away in Georgia. Did you ever uh, keep that? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think Straight I left that. Was, uh, I'm sure it was left in the bin. No, I, would have, I don't even know how many I would have been through. So easy, many. Easy. What one jumps out as your favourite? Uh, I think the last one, see, the last one was uh, against England. I thought that was a, that was quite a nice touch. Nice that night. But I also did like the ones without the collar as well. That had a collar. I don't know why. If somebody said Kenny Miller in a Scotland jersey, I've, I've got you in the Diadora number. With the, with the wee straight. Yeah, that was the first one. That was the uh, Was it? Pretty much my first start was Iceland, was with that, right. and then that was also Germany with uh-huh. that one. There was also a, maybe, I don't know if it was a Diodora one, but it was a decent strip, I think it scored against Italy. Mm-hmm. That was a Diodora, it was. It was yeah, that one. Neck, a wee, Aye, that's the one the I'm thinking of. always remember, I always liked the tight-fitting ones, I always liked the wee nice-fitted nice ones but, and all the big baggy but, ones. Boy, they must have been happy they were all tight-fitting for well, him. Well, he, was, he always made sure he had a double XL uh, <laughs> on that one, even on the even on the baggy ones. It was funny when we actually played in the, the Masters a couple of weeks for a couple of months back, there was no... The large tops and big boy they end up having to go on with one with a uh, with a medium top. It was absolutely painted on. It was. He actually sent somebody out to see if they could go and get a different top for him. Mental. Well, seen you two know him well enough that you can say that. Um, it'll be phoning in next. Um, and thank you for ruining my night and reminding me of the maroon uh, Georgia top as well. That was great. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Craig is in the East End. What's your take on tomorrow night, Craig? Yeah, I think we should. Just go out and play, play the, way we, the same way we played last week against you today. Obviously, as you say, we're missing Tierney, we're missing Robertson. Probably two of the left backs in the world at the minute. But I think you should just go out there, like for like, as, as the guys were saying, and just go the same way we approached last week. I love the sound of it. I'll go to the professional, sorry, Roger, in the room. Knowing you go into a massive game and you only need a draw. What is that mindset like? It doesn't it honestly go on. It, it can't change. There's no way you're approaching the game any different to how you would have approached it last yeah. week. I think the lessons from the game in June were learned. Mm-hmm. There was a different shape. There was a far more aggressive nature to the game. From that, we allowed to get in control. We got really, really good players in a central area when we had the ball that we were able to connect and, and keep a, that element of control. Off the ball, we were able to press them a lot higher and put them under pressure earlier, which took their control away and added to the the possession and the and the dominance that we had in the game. So I think you need to you need to be careful because they'll now be looking at learning lessons and how they can counter that. You know, so it's and they it, made eleven like, changes in one five 0 at the weekend. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't imagine there'll be a few of these guys will be coming back into this game. I've no doubt about it. But there's uh, there's definitely a case for yeah. Well, it's probably going to be what at least four changes to the team that. That played against Ukraine last week and beat them convincingly. So, yeah, there's that element as different personnel. But I just think with the players that we've got, particularly in the areas like if we're looking at midfield, say it's Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor with John McGinn ahead of them, and it's going to be Armstrong, Adams, and uh, Christie, for instance, or even Fraser rather than mm-hmm. Armstrong. Uh, there's really, really good legs in that team. Those legs and that energy put Ukraine under so much pressure 
last uh, last Wednesday and turned the ball over. Cal McGregor, McTominay, yes, he's not going to be there. The high back line, but we're able to play the game in their half for long, long spells, and that added to the pressure it built on their goal. Yeah, we missed chances, but they eventually buckled and we end up with a three 0 convincing win. So I would expect it to be similar. I would expect a response, absolutely, f- f- from Ukraine. But I think we've got enough players uh, in that in that squad that are going to be able to go and mm. kind of carry out the same plan. So Craig, you don't think there's room to, to just be a bit more patient knowing that a, a draw is enough to get us that playoff spot? Nah, I just agree with, I agree with Kenny Miller for once in my life. Um, <laughs> I believe that he's, he's right. Press him high up the park, won the ball in, in good areas of the pitch and we've got the good players up, up top like the final third of the area and we can create chances up there. Roger, what's your take on it? Again, from from the outside, it, it, Kenny says, it, as a player, your mindset can't change, but ultimately, that that is the fact. A, a draw is enough. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure players really know how to go and get a draw in a game. They'll, they'll go and try. It's inevitable they'll go and try and win the game. And if you end up with a draw, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll tear up the plan. The plan's worked really well in the two games so far, the 4-2-3-1. McGinn just advanced of McGregor and McTominay, which will probably tomorrow be McGregor and Jack. Um, Christian Armstrong which is again he says maybe we'll become Christian Fraser I quite like Fraser's extra pace on the break away from home um, he's done well in areas like that before mm-hmm. I think Adams will come back in for Dykes I think he probably for a game like that is better suited as well and, and going forward you, you would believe this Scotland team can score goals in Krakow yeah. tomorrow the issue we have is can we keep them out ok explain to me further then does it Kenny does the doubt ever creep in Mid-game Now I know what you're saying About you approach it the same I don't know Hypothetically Scotland go a goal Down With whatever That's good to happen Right 40 minutes to go Something like that Is that where it becomes tricky Because surely you don't Then that doubt of Okay let's go gung-ho You lose a second Then you know you're done Whereas you, you sort of hang in there Knowing that a draw can do it for you You know I just think Gung-ho is a term that again Probably just doesn't, doesn't really get used in, uh, in dressing rooms they will believe again and they had the evidence there on uh, on Saturday night against Ireland if they continue to do the right things chances will come and they'll get themselves back into the game and the fact that it's 1-0 I don't think there's a, if, it, if it did go 1-0 there would be no reason to panic they've shown they can create chances shown they can score goals against this team uh, less than about a week ago so it's uh, no I don't think you, you absolutely yeah. need to go gung-ho and start throwing everything at it you just take your time and, 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 and do what you've been doing good man Craig Craig's in the draw for that new Scotland top as well if you want to join him pick up the phone right now 01419511025 with a nice wee debate about who should play at centre back is it Portis is it Gallagher is it Kingsley what do you think I think we've just stumbled upon another one who replaces Scott McTominay is it Ryan Jack is it Kenny McLean is it Billy Gilmore is it someone else let us know you the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. Even if you get through, as long as you get through, I should say, to speak to the guys tonight, you go into the hat uh, to win a new Scotland top. We'll do the away top tomorrow, so it's the home one tonight. Pick up the phone and let us know what you're thinking. So many absentees for Scotland. Kenny Miller's optimistic though. Uh, he thinks we've got enough there to handle it. Who should play at the back with all those dropouts? Uh, McKenna's gone, Tierney's gone, Patterson's gone, Robertson wasn't there to begin with. Uh, does Ryan Portes play? Does Declan Gallagher play? Is it Stephen Kingsley? And what about midfield? Scott McTominay's not there. Is it Jack? Is it McLean? Is it Gilmore? Is it someone else? Let us know. We are on Twitter. 
uh, As well as the phones Crypto Wallace says We're screaming out for a left-sided centre-back to come in Yet Murray Wallace, Millwall's player of the season Remains unpicked What are the scouts at the Scottish FA actually doing? Um, I did notice there's Wallace in the tweets I don't know if that's like a, a cousin or an uncle He's uh, batting for him but New- Newton Mern's finest thing His family will be neighbours of yours, Gordon oh, Don't know about that But is, is he, has Crypto Wallace got a, a point? Um, well, listen, he's been there a long time um, He's been down the road a long time He is a solid performer in the English Championship Gets rave reviews from the Millwall fans Steve Clark will know him Steve Clark doesn't live a million miles away from where Murray plays So he will be on the radar um, I think in this instance Probably the fact that Stephen Kingsley and Barry Mackay Were based in Edinburgh Not too far from where the team was training And not too far from where the team was flying out to Krakow Probably helped them in their selection No disrespect to you either Because they've both played very well 01419511025 Martin's in Clyde Bank What do you think tomorrow Martin? Are you, are you comfortable or a little bit concerned about How down the list of replacements we're going? So I think if we had a fully fit squad I think we'd be The way we've been playing We'd be more than capable of going to Poland and getting a win However, I just think The difference in Levels that the guys play at that are coming in I think Ukraine might just have a wee bit too much for us But If these guys that are coming in Didn't have enough to play for it To try and keep a jersey for the next round of selections Also we could potentially be the only British team In Group A next year and Especially how much the English media Rips the Scottish game apart I think that could be a great for the profile of Scottish football as a whole Yeah you're getting the feeling Roger Hanna that, ah, forget, that, forget that Euro playoff Nonsense, who cares about that and, and forget the fact that it'll boost you in future qualifications How good would it be to swap places with England in Group A? I think that's yeah. some people's priority Yeah, England and Wales both heading down Hopefully we could be heading up And listen, you need to remember It's not that long ago we were in League C Taking on Israel and Albania and teams like that um, So that would be two promotions In the very brief tenure of the Nations League Which would be fantastic for the Scottish national team And... Particularly at a time when we have so many injuries One of the things we haven't looked at is Ukraine, you know They've got some decent players But look at their form You know, the, the Ukraine that came to Hamden in June Was excellent, the one out of the park But then they went to Wales And lost and didn't play nearly as well And they came to Hamden last week And they really weren't very good at Hamden last week um, Yes, they went to Armenia and won 5-0 But we went to Armenia and scored 4 So these things can happen I think a lot will depend on how that, that Ukrainian side turns up Because they've got stars Mudrik and Dovbeg And yep. all of these guys Mikhailenko But you know Celtic went to Poland And took on Shakhtar Donetsk A couple of weeks ago Where a lot of these guys in the team And Celtic had the better of the game And should have won the game So You know There is no reason Scotland should go with any Any sense of fear or trepidation I get it Kenny like some for, for a start you might not have that deep interest in international football. You still might not really get to the Nations League or care about the Nations League. But the incentive tomorrow is absolutely massive. For the avoidance of doubt, in case anyone doesn't know, a single point and we are straight in the playoffs for the Euros without even having to worry about the traditional qualification campaign. And then, great, we might even do well in that and get in. As Roger says, you're then going into Group A, you're getting to mix it with the elite uh, in the next Nations League Martin's giving you the wee fans perspective We could be the only British team in it And that of course Then boosts your chances Of getting a much more favourable draw uh, You know in future campaigns as well There's so much riding on it 
and probably gets you a playoff for the the next stage because you're, you're actually in that mm-hmm. potty as well. So there's so much at stake, you know, and it's it's about going on and performing. If the lads perform how they've been performing, then there's no doubt you can you can get the result. Yes, Ukraine have got the players that uh, that Roger was talking about, but absolutely spot on that, that Scotland have outplayed them uh, the other night. And that game back in June, Scotland were miles off it. They were in that, that wee spell where it seemed like it was end of season games, albeit there was a lot odd at stake on the game. It's a World Cup playoff game. But uh, they just were off it, and then a week later they were they were off it against Ireland as well. So, but they've really put that right. The last two performances, yes, Ireland wasn't as sensational and and as, as what uh, Ukraine was, but the job was done. Mm. You know, they had to and, dig in and they got the job done. And you mentioned the actual Euro twenty twenty four qualification. If we get a point tomorrow night and top that group, I think we're guaranteed to be in pot two for that draw, which takes place in Frankfurt a week yeah. on Sunday. So it helps us in all manner of areas, Gordon. Yeah, um, Martin, we've had a bit of a debate about the the team. I'll put you on the spot. In terms of defence, Ryan Porteous, Declan Gallagher or Stephen Kingsley, who who do you want in there out of those three? To be honest, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, I actually don't think there's that much between the three of them. Personally, I think I would just go with Porteous. I think it was Kenny was saying earlier on, he's just got that bit more pace. And I think up front, Ukraine, they have a lot of quick, nippy players. And I think him just covering them behind with that pace could maybe make the difference but as I say there's no much between the three of them it could go with any one of them yeah fair enough what about midfield then Scott McTominay has been immense I think everyone would agree in the last two games he's not there is it Ryan Jack is it Kenny McLean or is it Billy Gilmore uh, I think it's got to be Billy Gilmore I think the way if he's the top of his game the way he can just retain possession recycle it for us I think we're going to need to keep the ball for quite a bit of a large spell tomorrow if we want to win and dominate the game and I think he's the player that can really dictate the tempo to any match that he plays in for any team if he's at the top of his game Take you back a year ago you would have scoffed at the suggestion that Billy Gilmore could be left out of a game like this for Scotland he was Wembley in June and then we carried on and everyone thought it was going to be the start of hundreds of caps and man of the match performances every time because that's the way it seemed Kenny He's had zero minutes across these two games so far. He's had one minute for Brighton this season. Um, look, this might just be a, a, a slip. I'm not saying Stevie Clark meant it, but I think when he was actually asked about replacements for McTominay, he mentioned McLean and Jack and didn't mention Billy Gilmore. Like I say, maybe don't need to look too seriously on that one, but um, is it likely? I think it'll be I think it'll be Ryan Jack or Billy Gilmore. I, I think both of them have played. Loves Kenny McLean though, Steve Clark, doesn't he? No, I don't think he'll play though. I, I, I would, I would, if out of the three, and, I, and I, I really like Kenny. I just think when you look over team selections since Steve came in, he's not started too many games. Billy has started a lot of games. And the one thing, again, I look at it a little bit further than maybe just a name and who's going to play between Ryan and Billy, both of them linked really, really well with Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. And I think when Billy Gilmore played in particular, because Ryan's obviously had his injury problems and only really came back into the setup of late. Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor linked really, really well. The two of them know exactly what they're doing. They're comfortable on the ball. Martin makes a brilliant point. You need to stay on the ball. You need to keep have a calm head in there and be able to take the ball to take the might need to take the sting out of the game if you're under a little bit of pressure. I mean Ryan Jack can do that as well. When he's played with Callum McGregor, I think they two link really, really well as well. And it's a right foot or a left foot, it's a bit of balance. Uh, I would I would imagine one of them will play. Which one will? I'm not too sure because, like I say, I think both of them have got a good relationship and understanding in there with Callum McGregor. You, you know, I like a really dull statistic, Gordon. Oh, dull, absolutely. You, you know, Kenny McLean has won 
as many caps as Billy Gilmore and Ryan Jack put together. That's tonight's yeah. dull start. No, so I, th- I think he is in the frame. He's come off the bench the last two games for Ryan Christie. You know, Ryan Jack, Billy Gilmore haven't come off the bench. Yeah. He's in the frame. I tend to agree with Kenny. I think Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor yeah. will start them. Yeah, I, I get Kenny's point because Billy Gilmore's been a sort of first pick for, for a, a period of time and so is Ryan Jack. But I've also got the... You also get the feeling Steve Clark uses Kenny McLean whenever he can. Yeah. It seems that way, you know, whether it be from the bench, Listen, sort of first man, sub on. Or... Managers are like that. Managers trust players. Look at how many camps Stephen O'Donnell's won under Steve Clark because he trusted him from Kilmarnock days. Greg Taylor, he's got no qualms about throwing Greg Taylor into these games because he's trusted him from Kilmarnock days. I think that will help Declan Gallagher tomorrow night. And, you know, it will help Kenny McLean. He does use Kenny McLean because he trusts him. A lot of the time, he sends him on towards the end of the game because he's good at holding possession. You know, he's a clever player and he knows what Steve Clark wants. And I think both against Raven and the Gallagher thing, they lose a bit of size in the team. I mean, Ukrainian team are a big team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're losing uh, McKenna. I mean, Portis is still a, a, an aggressive player, but he's a bit down on size on McKenna. McTominay's got a presence, a real Absolutely, presence yeah. in the middle. He must be six two, six three. And if you swap him for Gilmore, well, as good as Billy Gilmore is, that's some um, that, y- that change everything in terms of your structure at set pieces and so well, on. I think what it does, it means you're 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 a, you're a man or two shy on in terms of size, like in, in the matchup. So, I wonder if it'll come in. I know managers definitely look at this kind of stuff. So, I think Kenny McLean, for instance, has got he's probably the biggest out of the three. Uh, he's a he's, he's a really good footballer, Kenny. I just don't think. He'll maybe I don't think he'll get the nod ahead of either mm. one of the two Thank you Martin Martin goes in the draw for that Scotland top as well If you want to join him Now is the time to call 01419511025 And we'll try and get your next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here As Roger said 69 Scotland caps between them So they're well versed on everything to do with the national side Ahead of that massive game Tomorrow uh, we're taking your thoughts Your arguments for who should play in defence Who should play in midfield Some sort of sickness bug doing the rounds as well Have we annoyed the footballing gods in some way Roger Hanna It just feels like there's quite a lot yeah. stacking up going into this one An awful lot of players missing from the game Not getting the trip to crack off um, And if we get this point tomorrow night It will be an incredible achievement for Steve Clark and his squad uh, let's try I don't know if we can Can you clear this up for me right Because Steve Clark We heard them earlier He's talking about illness And a virus or a bug And Shea Adams And Lyndon Dyke struggling Which would be Ridiculously bad luck Both the strikers um, But then here's what Shea Adams said after that No I feel great um, You know I trained this morning And feeling better But uh, I think it's just a, You know it's one of them ones Where we have to get through it And get a massive Massive uh, performance in tomorrow no, I'm, I'm tough. As, I'm tough, so I, I can play. I think, um, yeah, I think if it was any worse than that, I think I, I couldn't. But you know, I'm, I'm fit. I'm, I'm ready to go. There's been a few injuries, um, you know, but I think that that comes from boys putting their bodies on the line and you know wanting to do well for the nation. So I think, yeah, it's been tough. But you know, we've got some other uh, players in and and they've trained this morning as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to just throw out some bizarre. Possible explanations here Because Steve Clark says She Adams is struggling And might not play She Adams says I'm absolutely fine And I will play So either Some sort of weird mind game From Steve Clark That's not worked Either he's She Adams It's a weird mind game From She Adams 
Maybe Steve Clark didn't mean to say Shea Adams when he was mentioning who had the bug. I, I don't think, know Roger I, Hanna. I think quite innocently Steve Clark's mentioned the wrong player's name. Really? Yeah. Um, I think five or six players have been touched by this um, bug or virus or issue, whatever you want to describe it, over the last few days um, to varying degrees. And I think Dykes was one of two players who didn't train today, but Shea Adams, as he said himself, right. did train today. So you think today. Dykes is, is more of a genuine concern for this game than, than Shea Adams well, is? It, well, he must be because he, he, didn't didn't tra- he didn't train today. And Adams um, did. I think the SFA medical people are reasonably confident it's not something that is going to cause them any long-term concern any of the individuals. I think it's maybe just a, a 24-hour thing. The worry you would have, as Steve Clark said at the top of the show, is tomorrow morning, even if the guys who were suffering yesterday and today are cleared up, you know, does the guys who haven't been touched so far, could they mm. suddenly wake up tomorrow morning in their, in their beds in Poland not feeling great Can I just tell you That as much as Kenny Miller's Putting a positive spin on things See if Craig Gordon And Jack Hendry Wake up with a sickness bug tomorrow I'll be phoning in sick Tomorrow night that, that'll, that'll be enough To tip me over the edge Kenny Miller You ever had the old Sickness in the camp Type thing You know you get boys That are unwell For, for, for a number of Kind of reasons But uh, Nah There's never really been Hit too much Where there's been a real Kind of Virus or, or even if it was like a flu mm. or whatever going through a squad to keep you out of a game, absolutely not. I'm sure Adam sounds Just like he'll, 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 play. Play. <laughs> he'll play. He's, he'll done, play. he's done well, right? Okay, um, how many ask Kenny? Do you actually have 69 caps? How does that work? Do you get a cap for each time you play? No, no, but you got a I think you got you got a cap for but the way it was different. You used to get a cap only for uh, the competitive, competitive right. matches, and then you would get. You would maybe get a cap for the season. So if you all right, okay, season you would maybe get a cap. I don't know. If it, I, I think it might have changed. To be honest with you, since but certainly not since I finished, but all no, sixty nine sitting in the house. What, what would Mark Wilson get for playing forty five minutes? Is he just get a wee skip at the front? I think it's just the tassel off the top. Uh-huh. You know, because they might not of... get that if it was a friendly. Um, that's a good point. Mm. They might have got one cap for playing that forty five minutes in that one season. Who knows? Let me ask him. We'll quiz him when he's on tomorrow. Um, before we bring in uh, David is on the line something you said about you know Scott McKenna dropping out if Ryan Portis comes in he's smaller um, Scott McTominay dropping out and if Billy Gilmore replaces him he's half the height does that tempt Steve Clark in any way regarding Lyndon Dykes? Uh, well maybe I mean again maybe it's not just this I mean by the way we're assuming he's, if he gets Aye. over his sickness thing I don't even think it'll be about his height I mm. think there'll be a real question mark who would start in, uh, at the number 9 position tomorrow it's Adams though isn't it it's not Adams jersey well why why was he missing the other night then? why did he not play the other night then? it just felt like well, I don't know Roger you, you can um, I, I tend to think it's okay for the defenders although the defenders aren't going to play three games in this instance I think it's harder for the forward going players to play the three games and I think this is maybe the plan Adams playing Ukraine Dykes playing Ireland and Adams going back in for the second game in Ukraine It would have been interesting then had Adams scored the headers that he missed and then we'd, we'd have yeah, still we been left out we yeah. hit the bar and he yep. missed the one straight yeah, after yeah. that he should have scored he should have and I, and, got and, it back across I, the goalkeeper I, I, I think Fraser might be involved tomorrow night just for, for, for a similar thing for I the think, height you know, away, <laughs> <laughs> away from home yeah he's going to stand in Ryan Jack's shoulders I was going to say he's, he, he must be the only player in the Scotland team that I could make that joke about so. you, wonder, um, you wonder if Austin McPhee 
has any influence in things like that. You know, we're talking about the height, the height of players defending set pieces. You know, he mm. is the set piece guru. If that's right Something word. like that. Yeah, David's uh, in West Lothian. David, looking back at the weekend, then, and I know things have changed personnel wise, but what did you make of that one? Uh, I enjoyed it. Ah, it's good that we got the result. Um, I think Ireland set up quite defensive with a. Their, uh, five at the back Well 3-5-2 But it was mainly like five They stifled us a wee bit But Signed a good team winning um, When you didn't play that great It was good To actually get the result And the place was bouncing The atmosphere was excellent as well So it certainly helped I tell you what the, the UK manager's got his work out as well Because I think they made about nine changes Or something for their team And they got obviously they got a reaction Against Armenia mm-hmm. um, So he's got a selection issue as well On who he picks yeah, it was it was eleven. David, would you believe changed every single every single player? Um, yeah, do you know what? What what did you make of it the weekend, Kenny? Because it was going to be really tough to match the performance level of Ukraine. That clearly didn't happen. But David's actually taking a positive from that. Where Scotland, believe it or not, are now in a place where they can get into international games, maybe not be at their best, and still win them. How did you see it? Well, I don't think we played poorly. You know, it wasn't the same level of performance against Ukraine, but it's also down to opposition, how opposition set up, how the game becomes. Like, it did become a game that probably Ireland would have wanted rather than Scotland, but I still felt we controlled. Uh, yeah, they had the opportunity. They could have went 2-1 up when Parrott went through, 1-1 on with Craig Gordon. That aside, I didn't think there was too much danger, particularly in the second half. Uh, I thought we were pretty, we were pretty solid. I thought again, I think we had sixty odd percent of the ball, real control. I felt in the game, it was, and we got our goals and we got the job done. And so, as a sign of a good team, that were maybe not at the top of the game, but I don't think we were. I don't think we were. Mm. It was a poor performance. No, it certainly wasn't. The, the one thing I, don't, I would worry about, I don't think we've been we've flown out the blocks in either game. Um, we played our best stuff in the second half against Ukraine at Hamden last week. You touching Shea Adams, hitting the bar, and you know a couple of chances before McGinn and Dyke scored the goal. And it was the same. You know, we lost that early goal on Saturday, and really had to dig in in the second half for those two goals and to win. My worry would be if we start as slow and sluggish as that and crack off tomorrow night, we'll give ourselves a problem. I think. I think the tempo. The second half tempo of these first two games Needs to be the tempo from the first yeah. whistle uh, David, there are personnel issues That weren't there even on Saturday Scott McKenna, who was very good Won't be there, neither will Scott McTominay Isn't none of that enough to dent your confidence? No, I think he's the other guys an opportunity to Come in, see what they can do um, I think Fraser's obviously been a bit part He's came on and done, what, 15, 20 minutes each game I think he'll start. I think he can run at them. Uh, I think Adams, he said in his interview there, so he probably will play. And I like him. I like him up front. I think he's a nuisance. He runs all the channels. Different to Dykes. He didn't have that against Ireland, but obviously he's there for his physicality. Uh, Dykes against Ireland. But I prefer Adams up front. So I, I think the opportunity for our players to come in and see what they can do. I know they've added a couple into the squad, which is good for, for the future. I think the arts of... Uh, Obviously got a few players in the squad now as well Which is which is good and nice to see So uh, we'll see what happens Yeah I mean it gets to the 50 minute mark Roger and without being unfair It's maybe not going down as a vintage night for, Well for any of them But you know for Ryan Christie Who then sets up a goal and scores the winner So yeah. um, you know, as Kenny knows more than, than us to Contributing in these big moments Is, is massively important when the, the games are so finely poised Yeah and uh, Listen, it helps it you know breed confidence with these players. One of the things we said back at the Euros final when we were losing to the Croatias and the Czech Republics of this world was look at how many caps 
these guys have got compared to how many caps the Scotland players had. And we said that lack of experience. It's it's something you can only get by playing in more tournaments and playing in more qualifiers. And we've looked in the last couple of games as if we're gaining that experience a wee bit. You know, we didn't panic in the home game against Ukraine when things weren't going our way and we were hitting the woodwork. We kept chipping away and, and we got the win in the end. And it was the same on Saturday. We had a bad start. We lost the goal to John Egan, but they didn't panic either. And, and they came out the other side and we actually flipped it because it was a sort of a younger, less experienced Irish team that, that Scotland did a number mm-hmm. on in the second half. So these players are growing in experience and now in the international arena and hopefully that will be to their benefit tomorrow night. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Thank you, David. He also goes in the hat for the Scotland home top. Anyone who gets through on the phones tonight goes in that hat and we'll draw the winner before the end of the show. We'll do the same with the away top tomorrow. Um, as good as that is, I mean, seriously, nothing really compares to the, the signed Super Scoreboard ball, as I'm sure everyone I would quite obviously agree And if you want to win one It is Beat the Pundit time right now You have to call before 7 o'clock And the number you need is 0141 951 1025 And it could be you playing next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here at 01419511025 If you want to get in touch, big night for Scotland tomorrow, lots of injuries What would you do if you were in charge? Uh, who would you pick? Who would replace the guys that are dropping out? Pick up that phone and let us know If you want to talk about something else, please do 01419511025 Obviously a bit quieter with no club football at the moment And remember, every caller who gets through to make a point to the panel Goes into the hat for a new Scotland top as well I'm sure you've seen it It got its debut uh, last week against Ukraine Again at the weekend It's a cracker So you win that potentially if you call in tonight And we'll do the same with the away top tomorrow So get in touch and we'll play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time A new week, a clean slate, a fresh start Which we needed What about Fridays? Are you here on Friday with yep. you? 1-0 No, it was 2-1, it was, was it not? No, it was a 1-0 No, was it, it was Was it? Oh my and goodness we you. have been racking our brains One's a one I'm not sure if we've ever had any oh, We were thinking maybe yeah, once I, in I the think, past I think there's been a 1-0 before But a 1-0? Yeah Brutal Incredibly bad We need a, we need a higher uh, standard that, tonight right. It was a clean sheet that night <laughs> <laughs> Something like that uh, A clean sheet from the man Who's got no clean underwear Because his suitcase yeah. Has still not arrived back from Italy Unless you've heard different It's an absolute scandal Let me tell you Gordon There are tens of pounds Worth of clothes in that I, case I can imagine Honestly I, I, I would have heard over the weekend If it had returned We, we would have heard So I, I have to assume That he's still uh, He's still rocking that same Shirt and Chino's combo And it's, things are looking rough for him you, but we'll, Are you suggesting there's a baggage handler Cutting around Italy somewhere Dressed in Hughes gear He's wee sun hat on That he sent from the, the pictures uh, we'll, we'll get an update later this week I'm sure uh, I know you're all really worried about him out there So, um, Peter's in Barhead to play tonight How's it going Peter? Yeah not bad yeah, How's he doing? Yeah he's not right. bad Not bad at all I'm going to toss this coin If it is heads you will play Roger Hanna minus one uh, And if it is tails you will play Kenny Miller Let's see how we go and it is Tails, it's Kenny Miller up against Peter from Barhead Kenny. So I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to so that you don't know what 
Peter is saying Peter 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay Okay Right good yeah. man then 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts now Which club did Jeremy Frimpong Leave Celtic to join Leverkusen Who's the youngest player To play for Rangers In the league this season King Which Scottish Premiership club Does Isma Goncalves Currently play for Livy Who scored more goals For Scotland Jack Hendry or Callum McGregor Callum McGregor Who are Hearts Next European Conference League opponents Fiorentina Who's the most capped player In the current Scotland squad After Craig Gordon Pass Okay Kenny Miller Can you hear us Yep You ready Yep Good Same set of questions 30 seconds on the clock Time starts now Which club did Jeremy Frimpong Leave Celtic to join Leverkusen Who's the youngest player To play for Rangers In the league this season Pass Which Scottish Premiership club Does Isma Goncalves Currently play for Livingston Who scored more goals For Scotland Jack Hendry or Callum McGregor Jack Henry. Who are Hearts Next European Conference League opponents Pass Who's the most capped player In the current Scotland squad After Craig Gordon Oh, John McGinn Who took over as permanent Kilmarnock manager After Steve Clark left Alex Dyer Peter How do you think it went I think he's got me On the last one The Dyer one I think, I think, I think McGinn's right It was a good game Because you're all, you, like The ones that I think Peter maybe didn't get You sounded confident Vice versa That was a cracker You sounded confident <laughs> I've forgotten all about The 1-0 From Friday night What a turnaround I don't know Jeremy Frimpong Bayer Leverkusen Both correct Leon King Is the Rangers youngest player 2-1 to Peter Isma Goncalves Plays for Livy 3-2 to Peter Jack Hendry Has three Scotland goals Callum McGregor Has two Equaliser Kenny Miller Hearts next European Conference Europa Conference League Opponents Are Fiorentina Peter goes one in front and John McGinn is the most capped player behind Craig Gordon. Kenny equalises. Oh. What a game. What a game. <laughs> so can, Back and forth as end. See if we could join you two together. You'd be the ultimate beat the pundit contestant. Oh. Which means, Peter, it all comes down to this. Because he got one more question what, what, than what, you. Can I just ask? Uh, why is he dancing? Is it wrong? Yeah. No, it's not, is it? No, it's not. Who why, took over why as permanent Kilmarnock manager after Steve Clark? Have you had enough time on the show to establish who the oracle is amongst the pundits? You know it's him, right? No, it is, I, yep. Angelo Alessio Angelo Alessio No chance It's Angelo oh, Alessio okay. You're off the hook Off the hook Peter <laughs> That was down We'll get that job Eventually uh, After Angelo was Alessio it? Yeah Unbelievable So Means we go to the t- What a game By the way Everyone's a winner Here yep. tonight Right good game it Was exciting um, So we go to the tiebreaker And we'll, we'll see how we get on Right so I'll read the question I'll get Kenny to write his answer down And I'll then invite Peter To give me his attempt So the question on the tiebreaker tonight is this How many league goals did Ali McCoist score throughout his career for all of his clubs? Write it down please Kenny uh, How many league goals did Ali McCoist score throughout his career for all his clubs? Peter, what is your attempt? 402 Okay, 402 says Kenny Miller And uh, it says Peter Kenny, read out what yours says 282 I can tell you that one of you One of you Is 8 out Which is remarkable And that person 
is Kenny Miller It's 290 oh. Peter He was good But he didn't get that many <laughs> Peter listen You deserve There's a finger wagon Going on here In the studio I've seen that celebration A few times over the years Well done Peter That was, game, a, that Peter. was a great effort that. Well done Well done Kenny Cheers pal That's how it should be done Keevans And whoever the contestant Was on Friday night Happy with that Eight Oh delighted out. Roger you close as well What did you go for again I went 278 So Kenny would have beaten me In the playoff you wouldn't have got a player if you would have got Angela Alessi so oh, he'd have got them that. all you got them all aye. that's why you're minus one he would have got them all that's for sure to win another win though producer Callum's, well not, producer Callum's not even working tonight and he's texting saying what a game with the flame <laughs> emoji it's <laughs> the big match all the people are after forget this Scotland that's what I'm saying what I mean. you're done just, just don't panic You'll just keep just, fighting just, back just keep doing what you're doing what a man producer Callum even when he's got a hard day on night off in the September weekend he doesn't want to miss a, a moment of this yeah, show exactly he's, he's an aficionado he's a true professional do you think Gordon Dale's listening? Eh, no yeah I think unlikely his mm-hmm. ba- bath night's Wednesday bath so night's Wednesday he does listen to yeah. bath yeah yeah which is disturbing in itself um, but nah, I'm not sure he'll have other plans Big September weekend plans I'm oh, sure Oh I would have thought so Absolutely certain of it 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB As you can imagine There's not loads of Stories doing the rounds today Because Well You club teams have all gone In your um, Gone in your break I noticed Celtic uh, Sent out a tweet Roger Hanna with the um, You know the famous scene from From Narcos where he's sort of sitting in the swing Gazing longingly into the distance And it's become a quite a, a yeah. famous internet meme And uh, Celtic tweeted that picture Along the lines of When it's still the international break <laughs> Look, if Scotland get to the Playoffs for the Euros tomorrow Brilliant But it's a heck of a long break For those who like the domestic stuff This triple header Kenny Miller It's still two weeks, isn't it? It's the same uh, length uh, It's just an uh, extra game longer. squeezed in there The extra game helps It helps when you've got another well, game to look forward to you, you are a ray of optimism tonight Putting a positive spin on does it all it, Does it make the international break longer When you've lost the game beforehand? Absolutely does Like you'll say you always Now You always want to What you want to win all games Yeah but you definitely don't want to go two weeks Without a game to then go and put a, a poor result right Absolutely But what a Saturday we've got A six game Premiership Saturday Even all yeah. five championship games Are on Saturday uh, We will be back with a bang yeah, really looking forward to that. I mean, Hearts Rangers first up, um, and it's you know it's not often the top two play on the same day as it is. And then later on, Celtic against Motherwell, uh, Aberdeen, Kelly, United, St Johnson, County Hibs, and St Mirren, Livy. I mean, it's a bit early to turn our attentions. It is Monday night, of course, but that's what you've got down the track. It should be uh, an absolute cracking weekend. I did say at the start of the show, by the way, uh, not many of you have been battering down the door to tell me, but did anyone use their international? Break wisely Did you get the chance To go and see Maybe some Lowland league action Some west of Scotland League action uh, Maybe you live in a different Part of the country Took in a Highland league game Or whatever else Some amateur football If you did let us know We're always When it's quieter We always like to try and give Honourable mentions I mean you're a student Of the game Roger Hanna No No grassroots football For well, you there was over the nice weekend bit. My friend went to the Glasgow Warriors On Friday night They beat nah, Cardiff 52-24 He said it was terrific Kenny is he He's just read the script it's completely a, wrong It's the wrong show isn't it? It's the wrong shape <laughs> Of ball For a start It's not quite what I had in mind right Someone out there might be able to do better At Clyde SSB uh, You can send me a tweet uh, And let me know uh, Right 01419511025 I did say that You get in the hat for a new Scotland strip If you get on the phones tonight Simple as that So we'll do the home strip tonight Away strip tomorrow 
Maybe you're looking for something new to wear watching the game Maybe you're wanting something new to wear to the fives Maybe you are going to stash it away And be a very generous present giver In a couple of months time Whatever it is uh, That's all you need to do is pick up the phone 01419511025 And make it on to the show uh, The other piece of club news I suppose It looks like we're closing in on a new TV deal With Sky and O'Rangers had their say in the last couple of weeks Aberdeen came out last night And tried to rebuff that And it's a very split one um, On Twitter But it looks like The clubs will Vote in favour of it If not officially confirmed tonight It should be soon So if you've any thoughts on that You're more than welcome uh, To get them in As well But the next man in the hat For the Scotland top Is Lee In Christon um, A few big decisions For Steve Clark Tomorrow Lee How do you feel about them? Hey, I uh, I the main one, Gordon, is um, just in defence. I, I would 100% go with Declan Gallagher. Uh, I know Kenny says about Ryan Porteous, but I just cannot trust him uh, in a big game like this. Based on? Just his disciplinary record. and just I might You might call me biased because I'm a Rangers fan, but I just, I just cannot trust him in a massive game like this. I wouldn't dream of it, Lee. I would not dream of it. The only thing I would say, Roger, is that the part of the country that we're in We don't get that many Hibs fans on the show And the majority of people calling in To express concerns about Ryan Porteous Are Rangers fans Maybe it's a complete coincidence Well we are in this part of the country And as you often say Gordon We tend to look at things through an old firm prism So it's actually surprised me tonight Having anyone on Pushing the claims of a Stephen Welsh or a Leon King To be in the squad You know ahead of a Gallagher Or ahead of a Kingsley or ahead you know, ahead even of Porte. Stephen Welsh has played a lot of big games for Celtic, a lot of, you know, continental games for Celtic. He's got a bit of experience. So, Leon King, captain of 21s yesterday, you know, if, if Josh Doyle can go from being under 21 captain one day to being in the senior squad the next day, maybe he's not a million miles away from it either. So that that's interested me. I, I just tend to think it will be Gallagher mm-hmm. and Hendry. Kenny thinks it will be Porteous and Hendry. I never actually said that. I says. I think he'll go. F- I don't think. I don't know what I would pick, but I think. I think uh, Steve Clark will be looking at that pace situation. Yeah. Look, where are we on Ryan Porteous? Because Lee almost almost acknowledges it himself. There is a there's a debate there about Ryan Porteous because he divides opinion. So lots of opposition fans love to hate him. That makes the Hibs fans love to stick up for him. <clears throat> And that, that can that can cloud everything. You get these characters, don't you? And then when they comes together with Alfredo Morelos, it's the clash of that. With your ex-professional head-on and having played for Hibs and having been a young player coming through and having played for Scotland, how do you cut through all of that stuff? What do you make of them? Well, if, if Ryan Porteous just sticks to doing what he does very well, which is play football, he's a good defender, I think he's got all the tools there to be a really top centre-back. Then, then there's no issue. The problem is he gets himself involved in situations that he doesn't need to get involved in and he tends to try and make it about... Everything is about him, is what I think. He gets himself in these situations that, again, normally against Rangers, Morelos, they've, they've, they've just got this running rivalry. You know what? It's an exciting rivalry to watch because they're two really, really good players going at it. Funnily enough, Sometimes, it used to be uh, Scott McKenna and... And Alfredo Morelos didn't it? That, that's it. I mean, again, Scott's a different a different type of player altogether. Ryan, Ryan's a very good player. That's why I've I've no issues with his abilities to go and play for Scotland tomorrow night. Absolutely none whatsoever. It is just does he get involved with a 
with a player does he pick one of the does he pick Dovbeck I'm going to have it with you tonight and it, and it becomes a, a rivalry maybe mm-hmm. he needs that type of drive to like to to push him to get up to the levels but it's uh, his abilities are there there's just no doubt about it but you've got to, you can't argue the situations that he's been in over the years by the way but I think we've talked about it. he's actually his uh, disciplinary record is actually no too yeah. bad do you think without the let's say the detractors are right or partly right Roger do you think without you know a big Easter Road crowd behind them or alternatively without a, a vociferous old firm crowd against them that maybe it would be a different type of of mindset for Ryan Porteous if he played tomorrow um, you talk about Morelos and it takes us back to looking at things through the old firm prism when I hear Ryan Porteous called into the Scotland squad last week I immediately thought of Jim Goodwin and the Aberdeen performance which was the last game and the Aberdeen manager's calling him a cheat and saying he conned the referee and getting charged by the Scottish FA for his troubles yeah and wrestling with Ryan Sc- yeah, Liam. Liam Scales sorry, in, the, in the penalty box to win that I think if Ryan Porteous can get away from that more people would look at his, his defending Kenny's talking about you know been a, been a very good defender he's got all the you know the mm. aspects of the game you would need I don't think he gets enough credit for that because he puts himself into positions where people look at the other side of his game, the, the indiscipline, the carry on in his game. And and going forward, I think if he really wants to push himself as an international centre-half, he's going to have to do what McKenna did, because McKenna used to get involved in a lot of these things, as you say. McKenna hasn't been involved in anything like that for years. So Porteous needs to stop getting involved in silly flashpoints and allow his defensive quality to come to the fore. To be fair, Steve Clark doesn't seem that bothered because he's had him in squads before. He's in this squad. We had the tweeter earlier. He, he, you know, he could yeah, go for yeah, Murray but, Wallace. Yeah, he could but, go but, for Dominic Hyam yeah, at Blackburn. Yeah, but, he could go for I don't know whoever else. He had him in in front of Stephen Kingsley to start. I think a lot of that is his age because I think you know I, I think Steve Clark is getting to the stage of his management where he is blooding young guys into the squad. Not necessarily with an expectation of getting them onto the field. Doig been one, Robbie McCrory right, okay. been one. That that kind of thing. Mm. You know that that's why I, th- I think Steve Clark would like to see Portis's career develop the way McKenna's career has. Just generally, Lee, are you, are you worried about the absentees or or confidence despite them? So just before just before I mention that, Gordon, um, I actually do think Portis is a good player, mm-hmm. um, I, but I, I I just think. Um, Declan Gallagher's earned the trust of Steve Clark as well with his performance in Serbia then the whole no picking him for the Euros last year and stuff like that I think I think he's just owed one basically um, I think his performance deserved a place at Euros I think his performances for St Mirren particularly against Celtic a couple of weeks ago as well deserve a place at the, Euro, uh, the game tomorrow um, just going on to your question there I, I'm extremely worried about the likes of Adams and Dykes uh, being missing uh, Last week, I thought the physicality up front was brilliant. I'm not a great fan of Che Adams either, to be honest. Um, he has been good like in past games against Denmark and uh, Ukraine the other night there, but I just think there's something missing. <laughs> he's not a Kenny Muller, eh? <laughs> no, just something up your Ah, oh, come on. Flattery will get you nowhere, Lee. You're getting the hat for the Scotland jersey the same as anyone else. We're not putting you in twice if you praise Kenny Miller. Um, but no, fair enough. At least... Roger Hanna can put your mind at easily. He doesn't think Shea Adams will be missing. It might just be Lyndon Dykes. Although you said you're not a 
big fan of Shea Adams anyway So we'll find out uh, in due course Andrew O'Brien's on Twitter Saying if it's not Porteous Shouldn't Gallagher have been in the initial squad ahead of him? But I suppose Roger you kind of answered that there When you're talking about Maybe Porteous is in as a squad player If none of them are going to play anyway um, But we are now at the stage where one of them Does play Because there's a lot of injuries Thank you Lee 01419511025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB like I said, if you want to keep the Scotland ball rolling, feel free. If you want to talk about that TV deal uh, that seems to be imminent with Sky, you can do that as well. And anything else, I can see some tweets coming in about what you got up to uh, in terms of amateur or Lowland League or whatever it was, football at the weekend. I'll try and read some of them next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here at 0141-951-1025. It is Twitter as well, uh, at Clyde SSB. I did ask if you were busy out supporting the grassroots game or whatever at the weekend. Just always like to give a wee mention uh, when we can. Here's one that's... Perfect, that's exactly what I was looking for George McFarlane says Best of luck to my son John McFarlane And the rest of the Scotland CP squad The very best of luck They're heading to the World Championship in Sardinia They kick off tomorrow night against Italy Then South Korea, then Chile I'm flying out tomorrow I think we've had some of the guys uh, on the show in the past A long time ago, right enough now The Scotland CP team Roger Hanna at Cerebral Palsy For anyone who doesn't know um, so all the best to them all Flying the, the flag Yep Three games Good luck in all of them And uh, keep us posted With the results Let us know Could be a trophy for Scotland Absolutely And George do me a favour See when you're in Sardinia See if you can track down Hugh Keevan's case Will you see if it's um, If it's in the local area Send it back over We'll pay for it obviously uh, Just to get it back um, I mean this I said grassroots game Sean says that him And his friend Lindsay Have been touring Argentina During the international break And there's grassroots And there's grassroots That's quite a it's quite a, quite an effort uh, on that one. Keep your tweets coming at Clyde SSB. I think some of you have maybe sent them to me um, as well, which is absolutely fine. Uh, and on the phone, 01419511025. And don't forget, you do go into the hat for a new Scotland home top if you get on the phones tonight. And we'll do the same for the away top tomorrow. So we're going to bring in Stephen and Cumbernauld in a second. So he will... Uh, go into that hat Let me give you tonight's teaser And it is a cracker But if there's two men Who I think can handle it I think it's you two Right so It has been sent in by The Crazy Pony And he says Since the start of the 17-18 season 11 players have played in the league For Celtic or Rangers Whose first ever league game in Scotland Came for a team currently In the lower leagues now I know that sounds a lot right? But if we read it again And once you get some answers I think it's a really good question Since 17-18 season 11 players have played in the league For Celtic or Rangers But their first ever league game in Scotland Came for a team that's currently In Scotland's lower leagues So not necessarily at the time Not necessarily at the time Well what about Ryan Christie? Right so show me the working there Well Ryan Christie would play for Celtic Since 17-18 uh-huh. And would make his debut for Inverness Cali Thistle Who are now in the championship Exactly So now we've got one example That does make it easier And by the way The Crazy Pony sent that to Fulltime At Clyde1.com If you want to send your answer uh, Your questions in I should say Fulltime at Clyde1.com It does not need to be as complex as that uh, But by all means send them in Kenny anything that springs I'm to still mind I'm trying to process this But uh, yeah I'll get there <laughs> It's the classic example I mean I know this is always the case But in particular When you've got the answers in front of you You think oh of course but, but trying to piece them what? all together So guys like 
Um, no, nope. no, because his first league game would have come for Livy. So when yeah, they're in the top and they're cut. No, but it, it's oh, currently. Oh yeah, got you, got you, got you. Ah, James right. McCarthy. Again, show me you're working to well, help the listeners make out. His, make his debut for Hamilton Ackies and played for Celtic last season. Exactly. There we go. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, keep them coming. We've got another nine to get, and it is full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send your questions in, and please do. And this has been bubbling away this one for a couple of weeks. Um, probably well, longer than that, I would imagine, but it started to, to get some public attention, and it does now look like. Um, Scottish clubs are set to approve a £150 million TV deal with Sky Sports uh, There were fears that Rangers and Livy uh, would go against it Which would have meant not the right number of votes It's an 11-1 vote that the SPFL have for these things um, But it now looks like that is going to go ahead um, It is an extension It is talking about Sky being allowed to show 60 games per season From the 24-25 season uh, they would increase their payments to Premiership clubs from 25 to 30 million. Um, those are just the facts, and there's a lot of different ways to interpret them and, and argue either way. As Rangers and Dave Cormack and various others on Twitter have shown, there is a lot of detail. So, if any of you have been across that and want to try and cut through it, please do. Um, I mean, Stevens and Cumbernauld, what's your take on it, Stephen? I think it's uh, astonishing that they're thinking about taking a steal. Denmark get paid more than us. I can only name more than three their teams. We've got one of the biggest rivalries in world football. And it just seems as if we're just snapping after for the horn of the first offer that we get. Mm. I really do think it just uh, reeks it just, oh, we'll, we'll just take whatever we can get. It's as well as mm. it comes into the whole cinch deal as well. Spurs get paid more than us, that's one team. Mm-hmm. Stephen, I think you will be... Like loads of people will come on with that argument. I'm absolutely certain of it, and it's valid. It's, the thing that I'm curious about then: why do you think eleven of the clubs or whatever are doing that? You know, surely it has at least got good intentions. I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying it's the right decision. I want to underline that. But surely they don't think, "Ah, we'll just take the first deal and, and forget about the rest." Do they? Would they? I mean, I think it's, it comes down to. Over the years, our league has been low-balled. Uh, it hasn't always been the best or the most amazing product, but I think we need to have more pride in what our football is about and what the commercialisation of it is. I mean, I know it's only maybe five or six games, right? But Rangers v Celtic gets probably shown in over 150 million screens over the world, right? That's probably low-balling it, right? And how's that... Going to no, generate more than that. Yeah. I, really do. I mean, I, I don't know about that figure. I think you would admit yourself, Stephen. You've that's a bit of a general one. I mean, Roger, what's your take? My take is that in these times of economic uncertainty, the clubs, the majority of the clubs, and there's obviously been a majority that's that's been big enough to, to swing this vote. Um, the majority of the clubs wanted some kind of financial certainty. I think this deal goes to the year 2029 and it helps clubs going forward now this isn't my way of thinking this is their way of thinking the clubs feel that going forward they would prefer the certainty that is provided by this sky deal rather than gambling on something else that may or may not be out there Um, I think a lot of the clubs in Scotland feel they've maybe had their fingers burned in the past 
I think back to SPL TV If you remember that They never mm. got off the ground 20 odd years ago um, If you remember Satanta When it was in the go a few years ago um, And they've had scales Financial scales Costly financial scales Gordon In the past During TV deals I get the impression And listen They can all phone up And correct me if I'm wrong I get the impression That the majority of the clubs Are comfortable with Sky As a broadcast partner I think they believe That Sky value the product I think they're happy With the way Sky present the product And nobody's saying There's such a thing As a perfect TV deal For anyone Mm -hmm. But I think the clubs Feel that going forward At a difficult financial time For everyone They would prefer The certainty Over the next seven years That this deal Is going to provide them Um, It's interesting Stephen Because You just see such clear Both sides of this argument Don't you The one that I'll put to you Because you're on you know, sort of not happy about this news. Where, where are these other companies? You know, if if the Sky, if Sky are low balling or, or whatever else, where are the other companies that want to show their ambition and, and coming out bid that? I mean, I think we're in that world anyway. Ever since Sky came to the the forefront, there has been a few wee companies here and there, but they've just been eaten alive in that in that market. Um, but I just it's looking at the deals that other leagues comparable or similar size to our country are getting. People like Finland, Denmark, uh, Norway, all these leagues seem to be getting better deals than us. It's just that's what's mm. sticking in the back of my throat. Yeah, and Roger, to then I'm, I'm now countering the own, the point that I made because it's not my point. I'm just trying to cover as many sides of this as possible. Um, I know that there is an argument, a suspicion, a complaint, whatever it may be that. Yeah, fine. No other, no other broadcaster is willing to cough up. But, but have you tried? Have you gone out? Have you had a proper tendering process? Have you, have you properly explored well, those options? That's what the critics like Stephen and, yeah. and some people would but say. The point I was making there was: in the past, yes, they have. They have gone out and, and gone to market and looked for something different, and they've ended up getting their fingers burned. Um, you know, I hear all these arguments. Oh, you know, the Swedish people, the Danes. It's completely different. It is completely different. We're in the supply and demand market here. Neither of them are joined on to the in the in the same island as the English Premier League. Is that is that a factor as well? Of course, it's a factor as well because there are only so many. You know, if Sky is your broadcaster, then Sky only has so many slots in which it can broadcast games, and they will fit. Scottish Premiership games and alongside English Championship games, English Premiership games, and you know the people at Sky are no mugs. They know the value of all of these games. That's why the fancy slots on the Sunday afternoon and the Monday night, the valuable slots, etc., go to Manchester United versus Manchester City because that's where the audience mm. is. A lot of that audience comes up here as well, Gordon. I've then seen again. So the whole sort of point or, or, or a lot of this has been underpinned Roger by the fact that um, the the number of games will increase so yes I hear the argument that Sky didn't take their full complement of games in the past but there should be more games because there's more scope to do that um, whilst retaining the same um, amount per game but what that then also does to show the other side is of course it stops you selling rights to 
any of the other games You know that Sky aren't showing Whether that be other companies to come in and do it Whether that be clubs on TV Although I think they're going to be able to choose X amount Yeah, and I suggest you might give the five per, Pay per view, couldn't get that word out there um, Games you know, on, on their own club channels That wouldn't otherwise have been broadcast um, but, uh, but listen People are trying hard to maximise income Maximise revenue streams Look at Aberdeen and Dundee United They've moved two games to six o'clock kickoffs. Look at Hibs and St Johnson Moved a game to mm-hmm. a Friday night People are trying hard to find a way By which they can maximise their income Be it through broadcast deals Be it through people coming through the gate Be it through anything um, You wonder at times like this Look at your energy bills Could the next thing that people talk about Be 12.30 kickoffs, Gordon? Mm. Do you know what I'd be curious to know? Genuinely curious, not trying to even make any sort of point here. Always hear comparisons to Denmark or to Sweden, I think, is one that we hear a lot yeah. and how they get so much more. And look, they sell every game. Every game's on TV and we don't do that and we should do that. See if, if there are clubs who, who don't like the way we do it, whether, whether it's Rangers or anyone else. I'd be interested to know if they genuinely, because I don't feel like this ever gets covered, would they be willing to sell every single game to TV Say it was 19 games at, uh, at Ibrox Or 19 home games at Celtic Park Would they be willing to do that? Because if you're not Then the comparison to Denmark or Sweden or whoever Is irrelevant, is it not? Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see how the season ticket sale At Celtic and Rangers went If every game, every home game was live on TV mm. Thank you Stephen A lot to get through We could probably do a six hour uh, special on that But you can keep the calls coming We're here for a bit longer 0141951 1025, how are you doing on this teaser since the beginning of 17-18 season? 11 players have played in the league for Celtic or Rangers who played their first ever league game in Scotland for a team currently in the lower leagues. I know that sounds tough, but see when you hear the answers, it's really not. For instance, Ryan Christie played for Celtic in the league in that period and his first game in Scotland was for Inverness, currently in the lower leagues. Similar story, James McCarthy. Any more at the moment? Scott Bain. Yep, who was his first game for? Not a clue Alawa Alawa Well done What about Scott Arfield at Falkirk? Yep Does loans count? Uh, e- no. no No it doesn't actually ah. No it does not What about Johnny Hayes at Inverness? Well done I'll Take one more guess, Kenny, you got anything? No, I'm toiling. Right, we'll get the rest of the answers and more calls next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part tonight Kenny Miller And Roger Hanna I've rarely seen a teaser Get these two so animated During the break It's a really good question From the Crazy Pony And if you want to have Your question read out On the show like this The address you need Is full time At Clyde1.com And I always say it They don't need to be As hard as this It's just you need To be up early To get in front of Roger Hanna with these things So since the start of 17-18 season 11 players have played in the league for Celtic or Rangers But their first ever league game in Scotland Came for a team currently in the lower leagues Guys like Ryan Christie, Inverness James McCarthy, Hamilton Ackies Scott Bain, Alawa Scott Arfield, Falkirk Johnny Hayes, Inverness Kamara Brilliant, of course At Dundee And Greg Stewart Ooh, I like that one Where? Cowden Beath Cowden Beath Now in the Lowland League Yeah now in the Lowland League indeed So what we got One, two, three, four, seven Four more to get I reckon Kenny Miller One Two 
two former teammates of yours remaining? Tell I think. Wow. I think, anyway. You must have crossed over with them, I think so. Um, so two, yeah, two Rangers, two Celtic, really. Mm-hmm. One of the Celtic ones is outrageous in that. Well, look, they're not all Scottish because obviously Glenn Kamara's not. Yeah, and I know like football nationality, James McCarthy and, and Scott Arfield. John, Johnny Hayes. Yeah, yeah, but most of them are either from here or near here or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, this guy's not. This still applies to him. Oh, well, and yeah. I like the sound of that. And uh, like I said, two former. I any, think, cu- any current players? No, players? no. You've, I think you've done all them. Yeah. Although. Is a guy who it might not currently be at Celtic, but is very much in our thoughts at the moment. Oh, Jack Hendry! <sighs> Give it away, Jack Hendry. Started at Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle. Well done. Okay, one more ex-Celtic and two more. I think former teammates of Kenny Miller. Must have been. Oh, Must have been. Come on, Kenny. Come on. Must have been. Uh, right, uh, let's bring in Gary, who's in Bells Hill tonight. What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow, Gary? Uh, good evening, panel. Hello, uh, Gary. Uh, um, I've just been looking at the past couple of games. Um, I think from the squad, and even just over the past couple of campaigns, I think we've got a really, really strong overall squad. Goalies, not worried about defence, midfield, getting us strong. My main concern that has been for a wee while is where the goals are going from. I think I kind of showed on... Uh, the Ukraine game until like you know Dykes come on and scored a double after like 10 minutes on which mm-hmm. was great but I'm just thinking for the future and I'm a Rangers man so the two names for strikers in the future for me are like Glory Wilson Black Lovelace I'm just wondering who do you because you guys will know more than me who's coming through the ranks but now they're going to I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so sure Gary uh, but no more uh, than you but you're right in the sense that Rory Wilson is 18 I think And Has played twice for Scotland under 21s In the last yeah. couple of days He would be one Roger But the thing with these guys at the moment Only time will tell you If they go on to make more of an impact Than say Jack Aitchison Or, or the young strikers that, that came before And get right into that Scotland A squad And score goals think, at that I level I think the closest just now is a guy called Tommy Conway Who has emerged He, he scored seven goals in the English Championship For Bristol City This season um, cap for the Scotland on 21 side through I think it's a paternal grandfather very highly rated down there I think Bristol City bizarrely are the, the leading scorers in the English Championship under Nigel Pearson really forward going team and this lad Conway has come in and excelled this season um, I think it's good that the SFA have got him on board he seems very keen to be on board and he would be as close you know if anything had, ha- had happened to Che Adams and Lyndon Dykes Already without Ross Stewart, they're already without Jacob Brown for this gathering. So you know, Ollie McBurney has scored goals. Has he not got four in his, his last, his last five? five yeah. yeah, Ollie Burke is leading the line for Werder Bremen in the Bundesliga. Yeah, again. I think to be uh, fair, Gary's talking as you said that the young and the, the next, the next one, the next one uncapped who will be pushing for the squad for me will be Tommy Conway. Kenny, to be fair to Gary, you could have made this call. Any point in the last 20 years I don't know Just before you Or just after you broke in We've just not had many Strikers that have come through And, and sustained themselves at us. You might be the last one 
No, well, listen, it is. It's been it's been a, a position that is when I mean, you've had Lee Griffiths and you've had Stephen Fletcher's, you've had even Ross McCormack was in for a in for a stage, and now you've got the Dykeses and and, and Shea Adams who are, are fighting for it. I think this is the probably the first time for a a while where we've got actually those mm-hmm. two guys who are quite on a good age. They're going to be around the team definitely, obviously through form and injury. Hopefully, that they're they're mm-hmm. going to be there for the next six seven years, and they'll and they'll be there fighting for them. By the way, I'm not saying this matters to me. They didn't come through if you yeah, like yeah, I get it, yeah. Australian I get it. and you know I get it, yeah, but even even uh even, Yeah, Conway is yeah. not going to be mm-hmm. the same either. So again I don't know who the ones are who are, are going to be at the at the Academy, like you say the Jack Aitchison's there or, You heard Rory uh, Wilson gone from Rangers to Aston Villa. Yeah, again, but it's it's a long it's time away young, perhaps you know, yeah. still need to develop he needs to probably break through at the, into the first team first before he can start thinking about the national team call up so it is, it's a tough one uh, but again there is there's a lot of good young players out there it's just about someone stepping forward and getting into that first team pretty quick and, and then getting through but no it's a, it's a, it's a fair question I suppose though Gary um, to put a positive try and end on a positive we're not awash with goals but John McGinn does it Lyndon Dykes actually It's now turning into To not a bad record It's potentially We're in a, maybe a bit of a better position Than we were a couple of years ago Is that fair? Yeah Yeah I'd say that It's just when I look at things like Pars coming through yeah, And Parsons coming through Right back Gilmore Who I think Once he gets some time At a club level Will just do nothing but shine Internationally So I'm just looking at that Like a striker Like I think for the next goalie It's either going to be Clark or Ke- Kelly Or something like that Once Gordon steps down But for the striker That's where I'm looking Where's our, our number 9 Or number 10 Something in that 18 yard box Who knows where the back of the net is It's a very good question um, I mean Roger The thing is As Kenny knows fine well And we've been talking about it With John McGinn You only need to hit 14 goals For Scotland to be in the top 9 all-time scorers for the country John, That's where John McGinn is now He just One more And he goes level with James McFadden And Robert Hamilton from, from way back Whisper it, he needs four more And he catches up with Kenny Miller You know, So even Lyndon Dykes isn't a million miles off that Now you're just looking for somebody who can Put a little sustained run together in front of goal Yeah, this is good though you know, if records are broken, this is good. I think the more caps, you know, there was John McGinn gets fiftieth cap against the Republic of Ireland on Saturday night. Uh, Callum McGregor will get his forty ninth mm-hmm. in Krakow tomorrow. Uh, Andy Robertson, when he's fit, is already over fifty. He's in the Hall of Fame. Craig Gordon, I think, is his seventy third. He gets the more caps these guys get, the better. And the closer they get to, to breaking goal scoring records, assist records, brilliant because it all shows that. Steve Clark's aim to get more experience into the players, get more experience into this team, and the squad is working. Uh, and incidentally, not just them, the players that are picking up uh, experience, because Steve Clark, Roger, I don't know if you if you clocked that, is uh, his fortieth, yep. which pulls him level with Gordon Strachan, fourth of all time, um, fourth highest. Yeah, and then certainly that sort of modern era, like Craig Brown's going to take some toppling at, at seventy-one, but Steve Clark will obviously manage. Certainly, one more, two more, you know, games yeah. for Scotland, and he, yeah, he's he's going to go there. He's going to overtake Gordon Strachan in the next couple of games. Um, and that's quite an innings for him. Yeah, um, I think he said today he was actually quite surprised when somebody put that statistic to him. If Scotland won in Krakow tomorrow night, I think it's his twentieth victory. Obviously, a fifty percent win ratio. I think there's only been three Scotland managers in the past who have actually. Had a higher win ratio than that as well So if you look at it just in terms of Bare statistics He has been a success 
as Scotland manager. He's taken the national team back to a, to a first finals in what was it, 23 years. And if we could win or even get the point tomorrow mm-hmm. and get promotion among Europe's elite, I think maybe some people would open their eyes to it when the likes of, you know, maybe. Spain, France and Holland were coming to Hamden in the next Nations League Right, OK then you're looking for a couple more players who've played for Celtic or Rangers in the league since the 17-18 season but their first league game in Scotland came for teams down the divisions here What have you got for me, Kenny? Greg Dockery Greg Dockery, well done I've got one maybe more OK David Bates Yes, that's the two That is the two we were looking for You know, at times like this, Kenny I always fall back on Gordon DL Gordon DL says When there's a question like this There's always a goalie can't now, believe, I can't believe you've pulled this You've had, Sco- you've had Scott Bain Wait to hear this Kenny There's always another goalie Wait till you hear this A goalie for Celtic Who used to play for Dunfermline How does he do it? Doris de Vries Doris de Vries Incredible Doris de Vries Well That's done That's why he's Oracle That was a pleasure to watch Right thank you Kenny, thank you Roger, thanks for all your calls The winner of the Scotland Top tonight is Graham from Easterhouse Well done Graham. stand by your phone We'll be in touch soon And we'll do the same for the away top tomorrow On what is a huge night for Scotland Ukraine against Scotland in the Nations League One single point is enough to top the group And get straight into the playoffs for the next Euros Massive Join us tomorrow at 6 with Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson And Callum Gallagher is up next